1: The
2: reason only 5% of Christians share their faith is because of one thing, fear. You see, what if they ask me a question I can't answer? And we have all these kind of things going through our mind. So Jesus just says this, look, focus on what I'm sending you to do. Stay on mission. Don't worry about the physical or the emotional. I'll provide. Quit focusing on what you don't have. Focus on what you do have.
0: Are you ashamed to share the gospel today? There's no reason to be afraid. Today, Pastor Mark will make listeners aware of several barriers that can limit our calling to spread the good news. Fear is often the greatest obstacle to overcome. Thoughts of what the response will be or how well we will communicate can fill the minds of believers and limit the gospel going forth. Scripture states that we have everything we need and more in the Holy Spirit to fulfill our calling to share the love of Jesus. Don't let fear, anxiety, or doubt hold you back from spreading such a message. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he begins part one of his message... Hurdles that can keep us from being on mission.
1: Lord, let us hear your lessons the key
2: to a successful life is not expectations. It's realistic expectations. What is really true? Now, what you're going to see today... You're going to see Jesus give realistic expectation. And you see in a moment he's going to send 72 out. And they've never been out before sharing their faith in different towns, mostly Gentile area. And so we're going to learn a lot of how to share our faith and what to expect because we're not going out as 72. You're going to go out as an individual over this next year. Remember our goal, win one person to Jesus Christ. Now let's turn to Luke chapter 10 where I ask you to, verse 1. After this, the Lord, Jesus, appointed 72 others and he sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Now remember, we've already covered this. These 72 are you and me. They're ordinary Christ followers. They're not the apostles. Jesus just picked out 72, just like going to one of our congregations that picked 72 of you or maybe, you know, like 12 and 12 and 12 from every campus and here you go. And what he does is... It reminds us of this principle we've learned from the beginning, the value and impact of one. Now, here's what I want you to write. Jesus has appointed every single Christ follower. No exception. This isn't for pastors. This isn't for people with the gift of evangelism. Only, by any means. It's not just for elders. It's for every single one of us to seek and save the lost. That is the mission that you have as a Christian. Now, with only 5% doing it, impossible for us to change our world. Now, just before they head off, Jesus begins to outline, here's, like the camel, here's what you expect. Here's what you realistically can expect. So don't be shocked. Let me show you what it's going to look like. And that applies to us, the very same things. And he's going to talk about hurdles or barriers thing that they're going to come in front of and go, well, how do I get over that? And so it's it's God's will that all of us finish our race well. And to do that, as we share our faith, we have to learn to kind of overcome these hurdles. Now, Luke 10, verse 3. What's the first word in verse 3? Everybody say it with me. Go, go. Go. So here's the first slide. The hurdle of not going... And seeking the lost. And in the brackets, every one of these hurdles, in these brackets, you see at the end, that is how we overcome this hurdle. To actually go and seek. Now, you and I can't expect to be on mission without personally, every one of us, going and seeking the lost and praying for open doors. We we cannot obey God. And you will not obey God unless you care for the lost. Remember... Lost people matter to God. People without God, when they die, if there's no relationship with God, will spend eternity in hell separated from God forever. Understand, this is the most important thing that we can do. Our soul is the most valuable thing you have. Now, so Jesus says, go. Now, verse 3. Go. (laughs) You don't want to hear this one, but it's there. I am sending you out. Realistic expectation as lambs among wolves. Now, if I have a a wolf over here in this cage and a lamb over here in this cage, and I open the door, what's next? It's called lamb chops. (laughs) It's over. Now, notice who the lamb is. If you're a Christian, raise your hand this morning. You're a lamb. Pastor Mark, he's sending me out. I'm going to be a lamb chop? No, because there's a very big difference. You'll see why. But what is he saying? When we start to share our faith, you can expect spiritual warfare. Satan hates people coming to Christ. He wants them in his kingdom. Jesus says, here's what's realistic. When you go there, you're going to face hostile situations. Here's what I want you to write. Here's the next slide. The hurdle of three things, spiritual warfare and the hurdle of pride and self-reliance. So what is the answer to that? Well, the answer to those three hurdles, it kind of combined to one, is to be filled with God's Holy Spirit. Now, think about this. Satan hates Christians, hates people sharing Christians, the truth. Next, what about pride? See, some people say, well, Pastor Mark, I don't need to come Wednesday night. I know the four spiritual laws. I know the bridge illustration. I can give you the Roman road. Man, I can win these lost by myself. Not a chance. See, that's pride. If you think you're going to win a person because you're smart or you can quote scripture, you'll fail every time. I have to be filled with the Spirit of God. I can't be self-reliant. No, we want to learn how to share, but we realize in the end there's only one person that convicts an unbeliever, that's the Holy Spirit. We were not sent to convict anybody, condemn anybody. We're here to share the truth with them. So understand, if you're prideful and you say, that's my gift, Pastor Mark, I got it. No, you won't have it. God never honors that kind of thing. So we have to be very careful. And if I'm going to have to stay on mission, on message and mission, Without the Holy Spirit, absolutely impossible. Now, look at verse 4. Do not take a purse or a bag or sandals. Now, Jesus isn't saying you can't have a change of clothes and undies and another pair of shoes. This is a short trip. All he's saying is don't pack a suitcase of 50 pounds and take every kind of outfit you want. No, this is just a short thing. So here's the next hurdle to write down at all of our campuses. Sebastian Vieira, those guys online. The hurdle of fear and worry. What's the solution to that? Simply to trust God. Remember, they're on a mission trip. They're probably thinking this. Well, Jesus isn't going with us. Where are we going to stay tonight? We're going to all these towns we've never been to before. Where are we going to stay? And, and what are we going to eat? What does that look like? But Jesus says, don't take all this stuff. I'm going to provide for you. Now, as a Christian, the reason only 5% of Christians share their faith Is because of one thing, fear. You see, what if they ask me a question I can't answer? And we have all these kind of things going through our mind. So Jesus just says this, look, focus on what I'm sending you to do. Stay on mission. Don't worry about the physical or the emotional. I'll provide. Quit focusing on what you don't have. Focus on what you do have. See, we don't have everything, but God has everything for us. Whenever you step out in faith, in any kind of way, shape, or form, God will provide. If it's led by God, God will provide. He'll open the doors. His will is that none perish. So understand this verse. This is what Jesus was trying to say to them. Basically this, from 2 Peter 1.3. His divine power, God's power, has given us what? Everything you need. They ask a question, you don't know, God will help you. The Holy Spirit will come and give you an answer to that. You'll ought to be able to do it. He has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. So I have to learn, and that's what we'll share with you, like the bridge illustration. You're not going to be breaking up into groups or anything like that, but you're going to see with the video. So let me challenge you again. This is huge for our church. This is how we're going to win in all of our campuses. This is how we're going to win our local, local people to Jesus Christ. Now, when you think about that, God will provide for you not only what to say, but he'll provide for you open doors. So you can share your faith without fear. You don't have to be fearful at all. Now look at verse 4. And do not greet anyone on the road. God isn't saying don't be courteous, but in that culture, when you would meet somebody, there was kind of long ceremonious greetings. Common those Just start talking about all kinds of stuff all the time. So Jesus said, no, 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 no. You can be courteous, but don't sit there and spend hours just greeting people that you've never met before. So what is Jesus really saying? It's this one. Watch this. The hurdle of distractions. In other words, how do I overcome that? I have to learn how to use my time wisely. Satan loves... To get Christians, when we start sharing faith, you know, just planting a seed, we don't know whether the person will come to Christ, somebody else waters it, eventually God gives the increase. Just do it. Satan loves to get us off kilter, off the mission uh, of the spiritual things, off the message of what we're trying to say. And here, people will say this to you. Can God make a rock so big that he can't lift it? What are you going to do with that? Here's another one. Uh, as you begin to witness. Well, before you witness to me, uh, who is the eye Christ? what? That was a crazy question. By the way, they probably didn't know what the antichrist is. Do you know that many of the people, as you begin to share, they're, ty- they're trying to deflect you. You know why? Because they don't want to talk to you. They're trying to deflect you. And, the- and one of the things I do is say, do you ever read the Bible? You have all these questions. Well, the Bible isn't true. Do you ever read it? Well, of course not. I don't read it because it's not true. <laughs> what? Are you crazy? You're not going to say that to them. But see, the, Satan loves to do that, waste time. Now, when you think about that, what does that mean for us here? Jesus was sensitive. He knew how to allow the Holy Spirit to deal with people, basically, that would say, mm, let's kind of talk about this. No, he would always say, always spend your time on people as you're talking. Get the Spirit to give you discernment. Do these people or this person I'm talking with really want help and really want to know answers to life? If they're just playing a game or if they're doing a religious thing, it's okay, but don't waste your time forever. You just have to move on immediately. That's really what Jesus is saying. He was good. Remember, Jesus knew how to stay on mission. He knew how to keep the main thing, and he wouldn't let people get him off that agenda. Now, that means I have to be on message to be on mission. What is our message when we go to people? It isn't about end time events. It isn't, can God lift a rock, make a rock so big he can't lift it? What is our message? Our message is simple, and you'll see that with the bridge illustration. It is simply this. You and I, every human was born with the sin nature, and we sin by practice. We sin. There's no perfect people. Jesus came to provide for our sins, and he went to the cross, and our sins were placed on him. All I have to do is repent, believe, believe, And then accept Jesus Christ and follow him. And that changes my destiny forever. Heaven forever. But Satan likes to get other people to get us off that simple message. That's the message you will learn. That's the message we give. See, a person will never repent if they don't believe they're a sinner. What will they say to you? No, I'm a good person. Well, that could be very well true. But you're still a sinner. A sinner can't get to heaven by being a good person. They must repent of their sins and be changed. Now, let me give you an example three, and I'm not making fun of people so you'll understand this. This is how it works. This is how you cannot waste your time. At the door, three different individuals. Jehovah Witness, Mormons, and maybe people of the um, Islam faith, okay? Now, our mission, our message is about who? Jesus. So now think about that, and I'll prove this to you later. So they're there, and they're, they're sharing Well, a Jehovah Witness. When a Jehovah Witness comes to my door, I just say to this very kindly, they, they want to begin talking. I never let them in the house. You don't want to let them in your house. They'll come back week after week after week, and if you don't know your faith, they'll confuse you out of your mind. And I've seen lots of people be deceived. See, what they do in their church services. is just learn how to share with you, their only way to share. So they'll say, I'll, I'll just say to the person, I'm glad you're here. And with your magazines and everything. But I'm already firm in my faith. I believe in the Bible. This Bible. And it tells me here that God's son is Jesus. And Jesus is God. And he's the only way to get to heaven. Oh no, he isn't God. No, that's why I was telling you. I'm firm in my faith. And I know you don't believe that Jesus is God. I'm sorry, but I'm not really interested in your information. Then I pray for them. How about a Mormon? The Mormon, the same thing. They're good people, but they don't believe Jesus is God. Well, if they don't believe Jesus is God, you'll see later. How are they going to get to heaven? Because the Bible says he is God. He is the way, he's the truth, and the life. How about Islam? Exactly the same. Am I going to debate that? Where are you going to go if you debate that? Nowhere. Nowhere. I'm going to get off mission. I'm going to waste my time. And I don't mean that you say, well, I'm broad enough. Pastor Mike, I'm smart enough. I'll convince them with my wisdom. Forget it. You can pray for them. Absolutely. When you go to Israel and you go to the Temple Mount where the two mosques are there, written more than a thousand years ago on the one golden dome, Allah has no son. But they say Allah Is the same as our God, Jehovah. Sorry, my God, Jehovah, has a son, and his name is Jesus Christ. Listen, this should be in your scriptures. He who has the son, a relationship, has life. He who does not have the son, Jesus, does not have life. So we're not making fun. But what am I going to do wasting my time trying to debate something that they won't agree with, they've never agreed with? I can pray for them. And many Muslims are coming to Christ. We have Jehovah's Witnesses on our campuses that have come to Christ. There are Mormons out west. We have a lot of Calvaries and other great churches. Many Mormons are coming to the real understanding that Jesus is God's son and he is God. So I'm just trying to say to you, Understand where you're going. If the person is always deflecting you, then you basically need to move on. So we have to be on message, and the message is all about Jesus Christ. Now, verse 5. When you're in our house, so they're on the road, they don't know where they're going to stay, first say, peace to the house. Look at verse 6. If a man of peace is there... Your peace will rest in him. If not, it will return to you. Stay in that house, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. Now, when you enter a town and are welcome, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick who are there. Tell them the kingdom of God is near you. So what is that hurdle? It's a very simple hurdle. The hurdle of stuff and greed. And what's the answer to that? Just live simply and be contented. Jesus reminds them, when you get into this town, time is of essence. Eat what's set before you. Now, remember, they're going to be in Gentile territory. They're going to want to argue, is this, is this kosher? what Jesus said, just eat what's there. Relax. Don't focus on the food, whether it's kosher or not. Then he says, enjoy it. Don't. And, and you, you can hear these guys saying, this person invites them in. And two of them are there, and they go to this house, and it's pretty slim pickings. Not too much food. And one, and one guy says to the other guy, you know, we passed a house at the center. It's about three blocks away. They had a swimming pool in the back. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, we, we need to go now. We're going to go back to that house. What does Jesus say? Cut it out. What is he trying to say? Life isn't about stuff. Our time is about people and God and how we can keep on message. So very often, we allow stuff to become our God. You remember the rich young ruler? He came to Jesus. He was rich. He was young. He was a ruler. Somebody you gals would want to marry if he was really a believer. He had it all together. But you know what he asked Jesus? How do I get eternal life? Now, that's what I call an open door. (laughs) Wouldn't you like somebody to walk up to your neighbor and say, hey, how do I, how do I get to heaven? Okay, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's an open door. And so Jesus said to him, I'll cut it short. He went through it. He says, oh, I keep all the commandments. Well, there's 10 commandments, and then the Jewish people have 613 commandments. Are you glad you're not Jewish this morning? Thank you. Say amen. Say amen right now. I have trouble with 10, don't you? And so Jesus said, well, here's what you need to do. Because he, he didn't keep the commandments. He says, you need to give rid of your money and come and follow me. Now, Jesus never said that to anybody else. See, people outside of here, many of the people we we're going to eventually share with, what do they think happens here? All we're after is their what? That is not true at all. We're after their soul. So we live simply. The pastors try to mimic that nicely. Remember, a worker is deserved his wages. That's fine. But we listen. it's not the focus. Stuff isn't our focus. And so there, Jesus said, you need to get rid of your money because your money has become your God. You broke the first commandment. Have no other gods ahead of you. What did the rich young ruler do? Hmm. He walked away. So when you see that, sometimes that expectation for us is simply this. You have to understand as you're going through this, there's going to be times that The person is not going to accept what you said to them. That's realistic. If you're here this morning and you actually believe every time you share the gospel, somebody's going to fall down right there and get saved. That's unrealistic. Is there anybody better witness than Jesus? No. What the rich young ruler go? No, thank you. And he walked away. Now did Jesus go, "Uh, let let me just get rid of half of your money? No, he had to keep on what? Message. We don't dilute the gospel. That's what we see in our churches today. Let's not talk about sin. Let's just talk about prosperity. No, you have to get rid of your sin first. And that can only come by Jesus forgiving you. Now, let's go on. Verse 10. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, uh uh-oh, Go to its streets and say, even the dust of your town that sticks to our feet, we wipe off against you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is near. I tell you, it would be more bearable on that day for Sodom than that town. So what is Jesus saying to us here, basically? He's going to say to us that there's going to be times, like the rich young ruler, where there seems to be an open door, but the people don't respond.
0: Jesus has appointed every Christ follower to seek and save the lost. Today, we learn from Pastor Mark about the obstacles that can sometimes hinder us from accomplishing this mission. Spiritual warfare, fear, worry, distractions are just a few of the hurdles that can keep us from being on mission. Jesus knew we would face these struggles, but as Christ followers, we can speak in boldness with the Holy Spirit. What are real expectations for a born-again believer wanting to share the gospel with friends or family? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will show listeners how to cope with various responses one might get to the gospel message. Don't expect everyone you share with to instantly accept Jesus. The Holy Spirit will convict their hearts. You just need to bring the message. Remember that God values one as much as any other. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.
1: Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting is good.